What's heaven? It's a peaceful place in the sky. Are you going to heaven? No. Why not? You gotta be a good person to go to heaven. Hello and welcome back to the film podcast to relax slash study to. Uh, the big day has passed. The Oscar nominations have been announced. But before we get into that, on the last episode, we drafted Oscar teams. And unfortunately, you I won. dunked all over me. Yeah. The final score was 40 to 26. So you had 40 mm. nominations between your five movies. Okay. And I had 26 nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who didn't listen, <laughs> I had... That'll be everybody. Barbie which got eight, mm. The Holdovers, which had five, American Fiction, which had five, Maestro, which had seven, mm-hmm. and Boy in the Heron, which had one. Mm. And you had Oppenheimer, which had 13, mm-hmm. Killer Moon, or Killers of, the of... Flower, <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon, which had 10, Poor Things, which had 11, which was a huge surprise to me. Really? Okay. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall, which had five, and Color Purple, which had one, totally, mm-hmm. 40. I guess like the zone of interest was a blind spot for both of us because that got a bunch of nominations. Yeah, I think that was a combo of like neither of us, we didn't dislike it, but neither of us put it on our top 10, I believe. Yeah. And there wasn't a huge amount of buzz, I don't think, before the nominations were announced for it. But you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I mean, there's definitely a lot of conversation about it because I think there's like very opposing views like some people love it some people hate it it's like one of those movies there's not really a middle ground so I guess I didn't know if academy voters would kind of go for it or not but maybe it's you know it's also maybe to do like with more of a rise of international cinema just becoming more popular across I mean I know Jonathan Glazer is British but it's like a movie in German so yeah I don't know if that's uh factor in how well it did and that like yeah just international films seem to be doing better beyond just the international category so I guess like I wasn't so surprised that Boy in the Heron didn't do better than just the animated feature maybe Color Purple was more surprising for it because it's sort of you know in some ways it's sort of like typical Oscar feel like it's a musical and it's sort of like a movie I don't know, I guess about a big issue or whatever. So I thought maybe it would do better, but it just feels like maybe it's sort of very much out of the conversation, I guess. Yeah, like it didn't really do that well in terms of nominations. So yeah, I guess Zone of Interest would have... Would have been a big pick. Would have been a big pick had one of us picked it. But but yeah, your big wins were Poor Things and mm-hmm. Anatomy of a Fall. So congrats. Thank you. Feels good to win something. Yeah, one of many, hopefully. Well... As we come up know. to the Oscar ballot, the big I never win. competition. I just never win. Okay, so we're starting with actor in a leading role. So we have Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. I think this is all fairly predictable. Like, there's no big surprises, I would say, in this group. I don't know, maybe like Leo for Kills of Flower Moon, but like I've said not my favorite performance of his so I'm not really that surprised that it didn't get in there but yeah I think it's a fairly predictable group of nominees for this category I don't really have a lot to say about it 
actor in a <laughs> actor in a supporting role. So we have Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, Mark Ruffalo for, for Poor Things. So again, I think it's like pretty predictable. Again, mm-hmm. like you know, obviously, like the snub for me is Charles Melton. Yeah. For May December, and that was sort of like the big snub. Um across all categories, more or less, where it could have gotten a nomination. Yeah. But maybe that was sort of a long shot in many ways. Like, I don't know that... I guess, like, it's a movie that is sort of critical of Hollywood in some ways. So, like, maybe it's just, like, not a movie that got a lot of love. So, yeah, like, I was disappointed to not see him in there, but maybe not surprised. I will say, just, like, jumping back to the best actor... I'm also kind of disappointed that like Zac Efron didn't get a nomination for Iron the Iron Claw, you know, and that movie basically didn't get any sort of attention. So yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, I thought that movie was pretty good and like in some ways feels like a sort of Oscar type movie, just like big family saga, like an American story, tragedy, dramatic performances, but that also feel very grounded. Anyway. So yeah, I would have liked to see Zach Efron get a nomination or yeah, just like some love story. for that movie, but yeah. alas, there's nothing for it. But yes, supporting actor, no surprises. I mean, I guess the only maybe surprise would have been like if Willem Dafoe had gotten in for Poor Things instead of Mark Ruffalo, because it seemed like he was getting some love sort of pre-Oscar announcement, but most people were, I think, expecting Mark Ruffalo to get the love, mm. so... Anyway, I guess I was just totally out on the poor things hype. Um, I liked it, but I didn't, I wouldn't have predicted that Mark Ruffalo would get a nomination. Oh, there's hype for this movie. Okay. There's hype. And now we get into the hype with actress in a leading role. Okay. So we have Annette Benning for Nyad, Lily Gladstone for Killers, Sandra Hewler for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Emma Stone for Poor Things. So again, like fairly predictable like no huge surprises like maybe Annette Bedding, but I think like people just like her like her branch like her she's been nominated many times never won so even though Nyad isn't making a big splash to use a swimming pun um nice it is getting some acting love so she fits the mold of sort of like the Oscar nominee Oscar winner the old British lady she's not British I don't know if she's British but she has the aesthetic of being (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> older British lady. I mean, she's older, I guess, but she's not British. Dame Annette Benning. Is she gonna she's take not a dame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She um, has been nominated multiple times and never won. So I don't know. She keeps getting nominated. She keeps never winning. And I think she will not win again this year. So yeah, I'd say otherwise, like it was pretty much what I expected in terms of the other nominees. I think this category, like, I think Emma Stone could be a spoiler. Like, I think Lily Gladstone is sort of the one to beat, but I think there is a lot of poor things love, and I think Emma Stone could be a spoiler. So maybe this will be an interesting category. All right, actress in a supporting role. Okay, Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks, The Color Purple, America Ferrera, Barbie, Jodie Foster Nyad, and Devine Joy Randolph, The Holdovers. Um... I mean, I was surprised to see America Ferrera get nominated, mm-hmm. but from my extensive research into this subject matter, so apparently comedic performances often get supporting actor nominations, but not lead actor nominations, which makes sense with 
the America Ferrera and Brian Gosling supporting actor nomination for Barbie. Also, actors like monologues and actors like recognizing actors who do monologues. So I think America Ferrera is like feminism. You're either this or you're that monologue was maybe what sort of pushed her into the nomination. I mean, like for me, I don't know. It was like a fine performance. Good for her. But yeah, I would never have predicted her to get nominated. Yeah. It wouldn't even have come to my mind to nominate her. Mm -hmm. And like, I think someone made this joke like a long time ago when Barbie came out. But it was like, she's fine in the movie, but she's like the 10th best performance or like the 15th best performance because that movie's just stacked with actors who will yeah. come in and do like one good scene or a few good scenes mm -hmm. and they kill it. Yeah. But whatever, good for her. You know, congrats on your first Oscar nomination. Yeah, I mean, and otherwise, yeah, I guess like Jodie Foster was a bit of a surprise. But again, I think it's just like people just like her. She gets a nomination. I mean, you didn't watch Nyad. I did. It's okay. I mean, it's definitely a movie that's like built on performances. Like the performances are the strongest part of the movie. I think there's like the movie itself is okay, but there's just some like weird choices and certain things don't work and it's a bit too long. It's got weird flashbacks and I don't know, but like those performances are pretty strong. So yeah, I can kind of understand maybe why again, like I'm bummed that there's nothing for May, December. Like yeah, I would have put Natalie Portman in there because she also has a big ass monologue in her in. <laughs> Although I guess like maybe that's not the type of monologue that the Academy wants to honor, but it is a monologue. She is an actor doing a monologue. So, but yeah, and no Julianne Moore and best actress. So yeah, I'm bummed that none of those performances got recognized because to me, like those are the mo those were some of the more original impactful performances where I think the actors are doing like quite a bit of, of work so yeah the may december snub is one of the biggest storylines mm -hmm. of these nominations mm -hmm. what do you think of dame jodie foster's not a dame a take on <laughs> zoomers and she hates working with young people oh i don't know what did she say can you like, just remind me young people just show up late all the time and they mm. don't want to start work until like 9 30 10 yeah that take doesn't make sense in the context of her work like yeah, because you just like go whatever time your your call time is. Yeah. So it so could I, be any time. So I'm not sure where she had this work experience or if it's like her children. Maybe. I don't know. Because it doesn't make sense. You just get fired off a film set if you're like, yeah, I'm not going to show up until two hours after call. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really understand. It. I don't know. Jodie Foster, I still like you, but, you know, let's give the Zoomers a break. They're not, you know, they're not always bad. We can give some of them a break. We can give some of them a break. Yeah. Some of them are nice. You know, sometimes I don't want to start work till 10 a.m. either. I, I definitely don't. don't start work till 10 a.m., oh. especially when, I, when I'm at home. Sometimes <laughs> you just need that extra hour in bed. Sometimes you just need that extra hour to drink coffee with your dog. Yeah, or whatever. Be a shell. Be a shell, Be a shell of yourself, you know, and then you got to face the reality of your life, and it's 10. Sorry, Jodie Foster, but I'm a shell. Let's move on to animated feature film. 
Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, Spider-Man, colon, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, okay, so like Spider-Man, colon, Across the Spider-Verse, like no surprise there because the first one won an Oscar, mm. right? Yeah, I think so. And so I think Spider-Verse is like pretty strong. I mean, my personal favorite is Boy and the Heron, obviously. Course, yeah. That I think should win, but will it? I don't know. Elemental, haven't seen it, but it is a Pixar movie. And so Pixar, always getting a piece. Everyone loves it. Um, the other two I don't really know much about. I think Nimona is a Netflix animated film. And I think Riz Ahmed and Chloe Grace Moritz do voices in the movie. Not totally sure what it's about, but maybe I'll watch it. And then Robot Dreams is like a robot and a dog. I don't know. It looks cute. It's cool. So, but I hope Boy and the Heron wins. I mean, so do I, because I guess, like, you know, could be Miyazaki's last time to, like, win an award like that. Although I guess he ha- he won for Spirited Away. Did he win for anything else? I'm surprised he hasn't had more. So, like, okay, so he's nominated for Boy and the Heron. He was nominated for The Wind Rises, Howl's Mo- Moving Castle, and Spirited Away. That's it. Yeah, you'd think he would just get a nomination every single movie. I'm not sure what the deal is. <laughs> and he won. He got like an honorary award. I guess like I don't know that stuff like Princess Mononoke and Nausicaa just come out before people cared about or before these categories existed in the Oscars. Or I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many years animated feature has been included, but I would think it would be longer than because those movies came out like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, so. but he wasn't even so. I'm just looking on IMDb. It says. He wasn't at the ceremony when Spirited Away won. Presenter Cameron Diaz accepted the award on his behalf. Thanks, Cam. Whoa. Because he doesn't like to travel? Is that? That makes sense. Because he didn't come. He also didn't come to TIFF for the Boy in the Heron premiere. He's got shit to do. I guess so. He's not showing up to an American award show. I guess not. So I guess he wouldn't even be there if the movie wins. I guess we'll see. Maybe, Maybe Cameron Diaz will be back to accept it for him again. Can mm-hmm. we get Cameron Diaz to present this award, please? <laughs> she can give a speech for him. Yeah. In Japanese. <laughs> oh, God. Feels like a bad idea. Okay. Cinematography. Okay. El Conde. Killers of the Flower Moon. Maestro Oppenheimer. Poor things. Pretty predictable in terms of, you know, it's just like the movies with the most nominations are in this category yeah. so it's sort of the big the big boys if you will costume design barbie killers of the flower moon napoleon oppenheimer poor things like uh, napoleon was like a bit of a surprise to me but i guess it's like a historical like period piece which typically gets costume nominations so maybe it's not so much of a surprise uh directing okay anatomy of a fall justine trier um Kills of the Flower Moon, Scorsese, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan, Poor Things, Yorgos Lanthimos, Zone of Interest, Jonathan Glazer. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing to say. No surprises. I know there's, again, like, if we want to save the Barbie drama for the end, like, no Greta Gerwig, but, like, whatever. Just give me your take. Is Barbie a snub? No. Has Barbie been snubbed? I don't think so. No, it hasn't. The way I sort of look at it as like, first of all, for Best Picture, it can be up to 10 nominees. For directing, it can only be five. There's going to be snubs no matter what, right? Because there's not going to be 
like you're not going to have corresponding directors necessarily to all of the best picture nominees. It's going to be a smaller number of them. People are going to get snubbed no matter what. Second of all, box office doesn't always correlate to a directing recognition. So like, yeah, it was one of the most popular movies of last year, but like one could argue the same thing about like Top Gun Maverick or other like super big box office gross. Avatar. Avatar. There you go. That didn't get directing nominations. One doesn't necessarily relate to the other. Yeah, it was a well-directed movie, obviously. Like I enjoyed it a lot and I appreciate what Greta Gerwig was doing. She has a screenplay nomination, so it's not like she's been completely snubbed in the same way that like Margot Robbie has a producing nomination for Best Picture, right? Because she was a producer on that movie. So they are still getting recognized just in different categories. I don't know. Like they could have both been like sixth on the ballot. You know what I mean? Like they could have just been pushed off the edge into the top five. So we'll never know because we won't see how the voting broke down. But I don't know. But I also think that like a lot of these movies are really well directed as well. Like it's a competitive field. So but I don't really see it as a snub. I mean, I think like there's other movies that I guess I preferred to Barbie that didn't get directing snubs. I mean, sorry, that did get directing snubs, <laughs> you know, something like May, December or um, a thousand and one, which is like a small independent movie that didn't get anything, but I think it was well-directed, well-acted, but there's absolutely no recognition for that movie. Discursively within the, your sphere of the podcast you listen to, things you read. Mm-hmm. Is Barbie seen as a snub or is that just like a mi- sort of mainstream commentary from people who aren't as engaged with the Oscars usually or maybe just like really liked Barbie? That's like, where it's coming from. <laughs> like Hillary Clinton? Um, the general populace. Because <laughs> she liked it. Um, I'd say like, yeah, maybe the thinking of it as a snub is maybe a more mainstream maybe more white thing, but I don't know, like if you, you know, like all the reasons I've given are, are reasons I've sort of heard in terms of like things I've listened to and read. And that's sort of like how I think as well. Like this movie got like a ton of nominations. And then the two people who are quote unquote snobbed are actually in fact nominated in different categories. So like maybe they didn't get the recognition for one thing, but they're getting it in a different place. And also, you know, they may have still been actually very close to cracking into that top five. We'll never know. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't really see it as a snub. I think other things are more snubbed, whereas like this is getting a ton of recognition and the two people getting allegedly snubbed are still getting some recognition just in a different way. So, OK, so documentary feature film. So we've got... Bobby Wine, The People's Presidents, The Eternal Memory, The Four Daughters, To Kill a Tiger, 20 Days in Mariupol. Yeah, shout out To Kill a Tiger, I guess, because it's Canadian. So good for them. Yes, it continues to haunt me. Did you watch it? No. I have other professional reasons that I've told you about why it continues to haunt me. Okay. With the quality of the film, which I'm sure is great. And I'd like to see it. Yes, yes. We don't have to talk about them. But um, okay, got it noted okay so and the eternal memory no directors listed as nominees it was very weird at the oscar announcement weird they said nominees to be determined and it's still blank on the website so i don't know who's getting nominated for this movie i don't know what's going on 
um, with that situation. It was very strange. The movie looks very sweet. Looks very, very sad. sad. I saw that trailer 100 times at TIFF. Oh, yeah. Same. Crazy amount. I feel like I've seen been seeing this trailer for like years. Yeah. So it's that's all I have to say on the matter. But I would like to see it. I feel like it could win. Yeah. Honestly. But um yeah, I don't know. I guess like I'm not really familiar. I, I did watch Bobby Wine, which is on Disney Plus because it's like a National Geographic documentary. I thought it was quite good. Um I haven't seen the other ones, but I would like to see them. Do you want to go through the short films or no? Should we just skip over them? Okay. So we'll just go to editing. Editing, I think, is actually an important award to look at because oftentimes if a film wins in editing, it wins best picture. So actually okay. it can be a very important category. Okay. So so we've got Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. So one of those fives could be your best picture right there. So think about that when you think about the best picture nominations. Okay. So I'll keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. It's going to be Oppenheimer. Um, international feature, Io Capitano, Perfect Day, Society of the Snow, Teacher's Lounge, Zone of Interest. Well, I think the big story with international feature compared mm -hmm. to the rest of the nominations, how much do you think France is kicking themselves? Yeah, big about time. This anatomy of a fall situation. Big time. Because I think it probably could have gotten a nomination in this category. And it probably would have won this category. Probably. Based on... Yeah. nominations elsewhere. So I think that's like a huge story is like mm -hmm. France didn't submit it, but it still came and got tons of nominations. Yeah. So there was obviously like a lot of love for that movie out there. So yeah, I could have, could have potentially won this category. So I kind of think it'll be zone of interest. I think this is where zone of interest will win. Yeah. Still need to see the other movies in this category because zone of interest is the only one. I'm scared to watch society of the snow, honestly. Because of cannibalism or... It's like cannibalism, but I think mostly it's just like the being outside in the elements and like freezing to death. Yeah, okay. they like crash the plane in like the side of a mountain and yeah. stuff. Like, but for you, that's why you don't want to watch. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cold. Like I want, I do want to watch this movie, and I think like there was like an American version of this movie made in the '90s called Alive, which I've never seen. But like this is maybe well, this is actually in Spanish, so a little bit more true to the story. But I think, yeah, like being really cold for like, this movie's also two and a half hours long. And like the whole movie is going to be like them on the freaking snow mountain. Not going to be a lot of like jubilation. You know, it's like, <laughs> I think the movie more or less starts with a plane crash. So it's going to be like them out in the snow for two hours. Freezing, getting frostbite dying, eating each other, still getting frostbite, and then finally getting rescued when they're all like raggedy and frostbitten. Anyway, <laughs> I know it's a good movie, but I don't know. For some reason, just like the elements of like being trapped in the snow for like weeks just like really scares me, but I do want to watch it. So. Yeah, I'm morbidly curious about the dynamics of picking who to eat. Or if it's just someone. Well, died. I think they just die. Yeah, okay. like I've sort of heard the story recounted, um, like uh, not the sort of like dramatic take on it, but yeah, it's like people died and then they had to make that choice. Obviously, not done lightly, but you know, it's like if that's your only option, the other option is death. So 
Anyway, so <laughs> the snow, not a light movie, but uh, maybe we'll watch it. I think Perfect Day. I really want to see Perfect Days coming out this week. So I think that'll be a nice sort of uplifting tale. Okay, let's move on. Makeup and hairstyling. Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Society of the Snow. Um, original score, American fiction, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. You think killers? Maybe for Robbie Robertson. Yeah, maybe. Unless it's just Oppenheimer domination. Yeah. But totally yeah, may- maybe killers will win. I mean, and then like Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the only sort of outlier in a way, but it's John Williams. And again, I think it's just like a legacy thing. Like people just love him. And if he's like made music, people are going to nominate him. So respect to John Williams. Obviously, he's made so many iconic scores, but I was just kind of surprised to like see that one in there. (laughs) Anyway, but that's the reason. Okay, so original song. The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot, which was like the Cheetos movie. Um, I'm Just Ken from Barbie. It Never Went Away from American Symphony. So there's the American Symphony nomination in original song. Um, Okay, Song for My People from Killers of the Flower Moon. What Was I Made For? Also from Barbie. All right. So... I don't really know what to say. Like the Barbie songs, I'm not surprised about. I guess like I thought maybe I'm just Ken wouldn't get in. Like maybe it would be too silly, but maybe people just like that. I thought maybe the Dua Lipa song would get in, uh, Dance the Night, but it didn't. Um, the Billie Eilish song got in, which doesn't surprise me because she's already won an Oscar. I think people just like her, so maybe she'll win again. I don't know. Um, the Flaming Hot Cheetos song is a bit wild, but it's Diane Warren again, like, an Oscar, like an Oscar never winner person who's been nominated like a million times. Well, maybe not a million, but she's been nominated multiple times. People in her branch of the Academy, like love her so much. And she just gets nominated all the time, but she never wins. So that is the only reason why the Cheetos song is nominated. Cause I was just like, what is this movie? And then I saw her name and I was just like, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So so that's original song. Okay, best picture. American fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, Holdovers, Killers, Maestro, Oppenheimer, <gasps> Past Lives, Poor Things, Zone of Interest. Woo. Tight. Okay, so yeah, it's more or less predictable. I think Past Lives is the only real surprise for me. Um, and I was happy to see Past Lives get into this category. I really like that movie. So it's always nice when like a smaller independent movie kind of like breaks through. So yeah, that was cool. Otherwise, like pretty standard, um, like no real surprises in this category. Okay, production design, Barbie killers, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, poor things. Okay, so again, like not really any surprises, maybe just Napoleon, because like everybody thought Napoleon was like a dumb movie. I guess like, yeah, for maybe like a design, like a costume design perspective, like it's good. I don't know. Otherwise, it's just like the big, the big timers. Um, sound, the creator, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One, Oppenheimer, Zone of Interest. I mean, to me, like the Oppenheimer and Zone of Interest probably had the most interesting and immersive soundscapes. I thought, well, I guess like the creator and Mission Impossible, I haven't seen, but I guess it's just like, I don't even know what the creator is about. Mission Impossible, I guess it's mostly like explosion sounds. What is the creator? Is that a Star Wars thing? No, it's like, um, with John David Washington and 
like future where robots are like sentient and mm. they've been discriminated against and then he finds like a half human half robot baby mm. baby yeah and then a has, baby robot yeah baby half human half robot and then uh he has to protect it and the government wants it for and the robots nuke los angeles and is this a good movie or a bad movie? No, I think it's pretty dumb. But it, tra- mm. it had a sick trailer with like oh. an Aerosmith song that played like a really slow version of it. Mm. And then it was like the robot like asked John David Washington like, "Are you am- my daddy?" There was <laughs> like, uh, "Am I gonna go to heaven?" And John David Washington's like, "No, you have to be a good person to go to heaven." And then the robot's like. I guess neither of us will go to heaven because I'm not a person and you're not good. Whoa, shady. Aerosmith song's playing. (laughs) What song? (laughs) I might might be getting it wrong. It's like, sing with me. (laughs) That song. You know that one? Can you do it again? (laughs) I don't even know the lyrics. (laughs) <laughs> sing with me, sing for the end. And trust me, like I watched the trailer and I was like, anytime you try to do like robot racism, mm. instantly the movie's gonna be stupid. I guess except Blade Runner, but Blade Runner is different. <laughs> but like when you try to do robot racism where it's just like straight up, yeah, like real racism. But they're robots. Mm-hmm. I always think that's like a giveaway that the movie's gonna be like made by a stupid person. Like mm-hmm. the script will be stupid. <laughs> but the trailer was sick. And okay. I was hyped I feel up like I honestly I feel like I don't know anything about this movie. I feel like I just saw like posters of it or like banner ads online and I did not like first I thought it was like a Jesus thing. Then I thought it was a Star Wars thing. I think they were leaning into the Star Wars imagery very hard. Like okay. Like there was like a cape. Yes. Does someone wear a cape? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the poster has a robot, which looks sort of like a Star Wars robot with a cape on. Yeah. And so I, they're leaning very hard into that. Yes. Mm. But it's not part of the Star Wars universe. No. Okay. Okay. So I guess like to circle back to the sound conversation, it's probably like robot noises and explosions. That's it. Yeah. And the Aerosmith song. Yeah. Yeah. And they mix that like obviously very well in the trailer because you'll never forget it. Okay. But like to me, like Oppenheimer and the zone of interest actually like did something interesting with the soundscapes of those movies. To me, those would be the most competitive category, most competitive movies in this category. Like, you know what I mean? Like they really. Yeah. Using the sound to tell the story in interesting and unsettling ways in the case of Zone of Interest. Like, the sound is crazy. So, I'm also pissed that Zone of Interest didn't get an original score nomination. I think it's too freaky, but the score is amazing. I love the score in that movie. It's so freaky. We're just saying we can't go to heaven because you're not good. And I'm not a person. All right, visual effects. The creator, Godzilla Minus One, Garland, Lilliba, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Napoleon. I mean, Godzilla Minus One, after, like, reading that article about, like, how hard it is to, like, render water, it better win. Yeah. 
it well, was and we both love it i loved, loved it oh it was such a good i mean i almost wish that like that movie got nominated in more categories yeah after seeing it for sure yeah it was so good i loved it um but i really would love it to take visual effects i think that would be very cool if it won for visual effects just because of the sheer amount of complexity of the effects in the movie and how do yeah just how difficult it is to pull off and pull off well and it's such a good movie and it like it just uses the visual effects so well you know it's not just like sort of cgi blurry superheroes or whatever like it really uses it well in terms of like telling the story and um yeah and just like making godzilla look like scary and huge so there you go. Okay. Writing adapted screenplay. American fiction. Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Zone of Interest. So there was like all the controversy about Barbie being in the adapted screenplay, not original screenplay, but like, I don't know. I don't know if I have much to comment on this. I guess it's a little bit stupid for, you know, because it's like, it's based on a toy. It's like characters based on the toy, but the story itself is completely original. Like it's, the source, t it's not like it's adapted from like a book or a play or whatever, like a remake of an old movie or something like it's yeah, a wholly original a, script. <laughs> adapted is a really wide word. In it this, is. In Oscar parlance. But apparently there was like the same issue with like the Lego movie because I think the Lego movie was also considered an adapted screenplay because it was based on Lego the toy. So I guess like because that sort of set the precedent, then Barbie was also stuck in this category. And but I guess like the Lego movie was the same thing. It's like a, a completely original script. It just was based on an actual toy. It's just weird. But OK. And now to original screenplay. Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, Past Lives. So, yes, finally some love for May, December. Happy to see it somewhere. And also nice to see past lives in this category. That's great. Um, yeah, Anatomy of a Fall, loved it. Maestro, whatever. The Holdovers, still got to see it, but, you know, sounds like it's good. So, yeah, congratulations to all of the nominees. That's it. That's it? We're done? Yep. Okay. So I just have a few wider questions uh -huh. for you. There has obviously been a lot of talk over the past maybe five, four or five years about like the Oscar voter ship, the Oscar, the Academy. Membership? The membership, whatever. Mm -hmm. Where do you think they're at now in like in terms of who the membership is and what they like? Because there's sort of some conflicting. It's like they nominate Zone of Interest. Mm -hmm. They nominate Anatomy of a Fall, sort of like. Mm -hmm. these types of movies but then they shun stuff like may december mm -hmm. you can't really i can't get really really a read on whether they're like are they basic do they like more sophisticated stuff yes like where are they at i guess they're both things i don't know because the may december snub is like sure mm -hmm. it could be that it criticizes hollywood mm -hmm. but i also think in general like academy membership i assume are the type of people who would love to reflect on the themselves and what they do as being bad and i think they only like any, to i think they only like to reflect on themselves being good i feel like they're the type of people that would be like oh like i love being 
they love to be like criticized in a sense of like they love to reflect on the things they're doing that is like well it is really problematic but then they never change anything but i don't i don't think think. they like like i don't think they like it when somebody points it out to them i think it's like well when we come to it ourselves like instead of a movie that's like very critical i mean like look at a movie like La La Land, which I love, but it's like all about like celebrating Hollywood and whatever, the beauty of cinema and all that, right? It's not sort of like critical about how like Hollywood takes whatever people's traumatic instances in their lives and like turns it into a salacious story. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they want to, I don't think they're interested in recognizing a movie that's critical of them. I think they like to come to that themselves. Or they like to nominate things where it sort of looks like they're aligning themselves with like an important issue. You know what I mean? But I mean, I know I like I'm sure there's like statistics you can look up about like the breakdown, like in terms of like demographic breakdown of the Academy. Like I don't really have that information available at this moment and I don't want to search for it. Um, I know that they've done outreach to kind of like diversify the membership in various ways. I think you can see that just sometimes based on like what gets in, you know, Um And like certainly like an expansion into like more international members, you can kind of like see that again, like with more international movies breaking out of the international category and like into other categories. So, but then I think there's still like a bit of an old guard, which is why you get, you know, like some of the old, you know, you get like the Annette Bening endless nominations, the Diane Warren, the John Williams, like all of these sort of, and not like, not that saying that they're like bad, (laughs) Like they're all obviously have like amazing and long careers and they're still doing it. But, you know, it's like maybe not their best work is getting recognized. Like, I don't know that the Cheetos song is like the best work that Diane Warren's done, but it's like people just like her and they keep nominating her. But maybe there was like probably a better song for a different movie that didn't get recognized because she took that spot. So I think there is still like an old guard that kind of whatever is like nominating like people from their own generation even if they're not maybe doing the best work of their career at the expense of a different potentially better nominee i don't know okay so yeah but again like i don't know off the top of my head really sort of a demographic breakdown or anything like that anything else that's it you've had enough yeah nothing left to say uh, we got Planet of the Apes Fest going, so we'll probably do an episode on that. I think sure. we'll do an episode on Pokemon Concierge. Okay. Because I have a very fun game we can play oh. uh, after we watch that. And uh, yeah, and then we'll do the Oscars predictions. predictions. Yeah, we'll have to see what um, how things shake up. So I think the DGA, did the DGA Awards happen last night? Oh no, sorry, they're on the 10th. They're on the 10th and then SAG, I think, is like the 24th of February. So those two awards are coming up really soon. And then I don't know when the BAFTAs are sometime this month, I guess. So. All right. Well, we can do a roundup of that. Yeah. I mean, like the winners of that will often give you an indication of like who could win in an Oscar category. So, yeah, I suppose we can do our predictions before the big night. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Okay. Peace. Bye.